Okay. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you? Hope you're having an amazing, amazing day and may peace be upon you. Thank you, thank, thank you for joining me, your host, Dr. Isdeha Jamil with my show, Yes, I Can, The Secrets to Life, Business and Career Success. And today, I have my gorgeous guest, Vandy Flake, who's an entrepreneur, um, a number one international best-selling author of Yes, I Can, and It Is Done, and she's also a mom of four. And we're gonna be hashing out today a topic that only Vandy is like, has got the knack for it, which is building a business while doing your nine to five job. So Wendy, welcome, 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 Wendy. Hey, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for um, being on the show. And yeah, my name is Vandy, and that's Vandy with a V, like vision, <laughs> because yeah. I like to inspire women to live their most vivacious life with their health, um, their vision, and by building a tribe of other women that are lifting them up because we all have to lift each other up and work together as women entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And I feel that that's one of the things, isn't it, Bandy? Like, um, I remember, like, um, Dori Cordova once told me, like, that's your sister. How can you put your sister down, you know? Like, I get it. Sometimes you get jealousy and everything. But at the end of the day, like, that's your sister. If you start to put other people down, like, like my mind's kind of like, what? What's going on? So I love it. And um, Vandy, it has that been like women supporting women or family supporting each other. Has that been the fundamentals in your life, in your business? It has. So I did. So my story is I kind of started traditional. I was the oldest of seven kids. Nobody had ever gone to college. And I decided that that was one of my goals. And so to do that, I had to get a scholarship. I had to go to, so I got to college and then I started climbing that career ladder and then I got married and I had a kid and all of a sudden I realized that what I was chasing wasn't the dream I wanted because I was feeling like there wasn't enough money at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough time at the end of the day that I could be the mom I wanted to be. And I had, I wasn't even 30 years old and I was told I had capped my income potential. And that was so shocking because I wanted to be in control of that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to live a life of abundance, you know, and to give back. And so for me, when I had the opportunity to become an entrepreneur, when it was shown to me as an opportunity, it the thing that impressed me the most was the chance that I could build it um, for a small investment and start to build it slowly while I was still working my nine to five. My husband and I were both working full time. We had two small children. We were um, involved in our church. We were involved in our communities. We were, um, you know, we were quite busy and I didn't yeah. want, I didn't want another job. But when I saw the opportunity that I could take control of my time and I could take control of my income, it really, it became a, a dream worth chasing. And so that's why I would tell anybody that is in that nine to five, that's looking for something else 
is you want to kind of start small and figure out your business plan, figure out your, you know, how you're going to do it. Because if you walk in and tell your boss, I quit today, you still have your house payment. You still have bills to pay tomorrow. So for us, this is what we did is we figured out, okay, what can we give up? You know what? We don't need to watch the football games. We can, um, I can work during my lunch hour. I can do trainings while I'm driving. You know, I figured out all of those little times I had, and then we would balance. You know, sometimes I would stay home with the little kids and Sam would go. Sometimes Sam would go, stay home and I would go. Um, so yeah, and could... Sam is actually Vandy's husband. Oh, yes. So if, if I kind of take, take her back, because, you know, Vandy is so passionate about this topic. So Vandy and Sam is actually, um, they, I think one of them started first, if I I'm, if I'm remember correctly, one of them started first and they kind of like, and then they kind of as a team, they decided to do it together. So Vandy, if I take you to that moment, you're in a corporate job, yeah, right? Yes. So you're climbing the ladder and you're not even 30. You've got two young kids. That's the maximum Vandy. That's the maximum you can go and X amount of uh, money. So. So you mentioned something about even though you and Sam were both working together, so you had two incomes coming in, you mentioned that there wasn't um, enough money uh, at the end. So talk us about that because both of you are working. How can there not be enough? Is it um, the expenses keep on running high or you then you figured out, okay, then we just need to add more income. So talk us about through that because I'm pretty sure majority of people that are listening, or oh, there's quite a lot of people who've got two income. And yet, yeah. somehow, like it's never enough, like Vandy said. I guess I should clarify that because Sam was a school teacher. So mm. they don't, you know, their income's very low for the amount of work they do, especially when you live in small towns um, mm -hmm. where we are at. Um, we, we had enough for our basics, right. we had enough, you know, to do the extras, but you know, if the car broke down, if the fridge broke, anything that happened unusual was a, a stretch. We had to pull it out of the savings. We had to, you know, to try to go on vacation was a stretch. Every, anything extra, you know, made us worry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we were blessed. We did have enough to pay our bills. We had enough that we could, um, you know, feed our kids, yeah. but we did a lot of hand-me-downs. We did a lot of, you know, everything extra we could do to save money. Mm. We drove older cars, you know, and everything else. And it wasn't a, um, so I guess there wasn't enough extra at the end of the month to do anything extra. If anything happened out of the ordinary, it was a stretch. You know, we had to adjust. And so we just always felt kind of like struggling, you know? And yes. it's like that dollar, if that's it for the month, isn't it? And like you said, if anything happens outside of that normality, then you start to freak out a little bit. Kind of like, where are you going to dip in? And that's really important because, um, a lot of families I mean it's a common thing to experience and also you mentioned something so that's one of your challenge that kind of like started you to think about okay I probably need something else I probably need something more there gotta be something better or 
there got to be something new. And then the second thing you talked about, Ben, is your time. Like nine to five job. Like, <laughs> let's face it, you don't just work nine to five, don't you? No. You don't just work nine to five. And then when your kids have activities at school, you know, it's a tough act to be there and then still balance work at the same time. So how is that, Dandy? What, what was that situation like? You don't actually work nine to five. I'm pretty sure you work longer than that. Um, and then how is that kind of like impacting your family? You've got two kids now, uh, two kids then, you've got four now. So talk us about through that, the burnout um, that you shared with me before that you felt. Yeah. Um, because working there, corporate performing, and then coming home and doing all the other dishes, laundries, cooking, you know, all those things. Yeah, so that's where we were, I don't know, I just, I felt kind of stuck because, yeah, I would get up in the morning, I would get ready, try to grab something quick for breakfast, and hopefully in the middle of all this, my daughter and my son had woken up and got dressed, but sometimes I was dropping them off at the babysitter in their pajamas with a bag of clothes so they could get dressed later. And, you know, and I was lucky. I was blessed. I did have some great babysitters, you know, including my sister, but it still wasn't mom, you know, and any time. And then I would get home and I was gone from about seven in the morning until five thirty or six at night on a good day. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I honestly remember working so crazy one time they were texting. Um, I got a text. Are you coming? We fed the kids dinner. Okay. We put the kids to bed. Okay. We're going to bed. Don't even pick them up. Just bring them close tomorrow. And I felt heartbroken. Like I felt like, wait a minute, this is not where I want to be. And I went back to work when my babies were tiny um, because I had to, you know, to keep the entrance, to keep the job. And it just felt like a pool. And especially then when they would get sick, I felt like this failure on both sides, you know, mm -hmm. if they were, you know, sick enough that I stayed home, then I was trying to like log in and do stuff, you know, and back then things weren't set up as convenient to yeah. work from home. And I could still do some, but you know, I felt kind of pulled or if I did take a day off, you know, one of my paid days off that I had earned, I was still answering my phone and sending emails, even though I was off. So it was a lot of burnout, a lot of exhaustion. Um, my son was sick one time and I've never forgotten the story because it, there were two things that happened at different stages in my life, very similar. And he you know, he wasn't sick enough that he needed to go to the doctor. They wouldn't do anything until he got dehydrated. He just wanted mom. Yes. And all that's all I did is sit and hold him. You know, we did baths and stuff, but three days, hold him, you know, try to keep his fever down, try to keep him hydrated and just wait for the virus to pass. Mm. And my, this first day, the boss was okay. The second day, she said, have you taken him to the doctor? The third day, she said, you need to take him to the hospital. He didn't need to go to the hospital. He just needed time. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward a couple years later, when I was an entrepreneur, I was supposed to go um, 
to my friend's house to do a presentation. We were doing like a big dinner um, event. You know, it was a working event for me. Yeah. My son got sick. Mm -hmm. I texted my friend and I said, I need to stay home. The response was, can I bring you dinner? Can I bring you anything? Do you need anything else? We've got this. It was such a different response because she was an entrepreneur. She was a mom. And that lifting each other up and working together that we were talking about earlier, that's where I felt that is in this entrepreneur world. I have felt more support from other women, strangers, entrepreneurs that I met online, you know, because you and I don't know each other in real life, but we're good friends because we lift each other up and support each other. And that's where this business has been. I don't know, so powerful is when you can plug people, you know, plug people in and help them find their passion, find their motivation, you know, and start, you know, I've been working really, really hard this last few months on mindset, you know, listening to positive affirmations and doing mindset training because as we lift each other up and we are spreading goodness and kindness in the world, it's coming back to us too. Absolutely. And I love like your, your kind of like your whole storyline there about you kind of like rather than accepting, you know, accepting is good. So when it's good at time, but you could feel with everything in your bones, you've been given lots of signs, you know, with your kids, with your work, with, you know, you've been given lots of signs and you're like, okay, I gotta be something better or something new that I can do. And that's when you kind of like, hey, when you said this opportunity came to me for me to um, build a business at a small investment while still keeping my nine to five job, which is like important. Exactly like you said, people gotta have car payments, house payments. They gotta feed the kids, they gotta put gas, they gotta buy food and everything. Unless you have a really two, three, five year reserve in your bank account then you can afford to have that breathing space. Um, so talk us through, like, how you kind of, I know you've given some tips, kind of, okay, we're not going to watch football. I've never in my life watched football. I know it's a big thing in America. But I'm like, oh, my God, what is, and it's like, you know, I know the ball goes into the goal. That's all that I know, and that's the main thing. Um, because I'm like, okay, watching guys wearing tights, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is like the football thing. So... You said that you've taken a football and you plugged in training and then as you're driving, you learn new things. How did you kind of like, um, what are other tips or practical things that you did to build that business? Because it's not easy, Vandy. You're no. stressed out at work. You've got kids to care of. You've got housework. So what are the little practical things that looks that is simple to do but yet effective? to build that muscle in the business. And anytime you're looking at doing a business, you wanna look at how do I make money from this business? Because it's easy to go and work on your pretty business card or your pretty <laughs> website. That's right. Which is a tool, but if I am- Not the main thing. It's not the main thing. If I am just making my website pretty, which I spent a lot of time on yesterday, because I was updating some stuff, but um, if I'm not driving people to that website, 
if I am not talking to people, um, that is how I get, you know, that's what I, I call it an income producing activity, you know? And so you have to know what those are in your business and to know the time, you know, I've got, and it doesn't matter whether you make jewelry, whether you sell makeup, whether you sell healthcare, whether you sell books, it's, um, the concept is the same. You've got to drive sales and, and inspire people. And so keeping a tight thing on your time and setting realistic goals. So I set kind of three levels of goals. One is my standard. This is what I'm trying to do every single day. If I'm in a blitz, like a hard run, then I have a blitz goal that's harder, you know? But you can't run like that because that's like a sprint. You can't live like that all the time. When you're in a sprint, you know, you're not doing the laundry. You're not cooking. Mm -hmm. Everything's simple as could be. You know, you're not going out to lunch with your friends. Everything's focused on that, that business run. But then I also have what I call my minimum goal. And this is the goal when my kid's been up all night sick and I have no sleep. What is the bare minimum I'm going to do that day? It might just be sending everyone happy birthday messages and, you know, making some comments on social media, whatever it is, as you're, however you're growing your business. You know, I have shifted my business now from person to person where I would, you know, make appointments, go to their house, knock on their door, talk to them face to face to now building more on social media. And even that has changed because people want short little reels, short little, you know, so we're always learning. We're always growing and stuff, but setting the standards and then being, I think one of the, the real keys for an entrepreneur is taking control of your time. Mm -hmm. I am, I try to do it in 30 minute blocks. Even if I know that this job may only take 15 minutes to give myself a little bit of wiggle room and a little bit of grace in there in case I get a phone call in case, you know, my son has to show me a butterfly or a snake or whatever, you know, we always have, you know, parts of life. And so really just kind of figuring out what, where your goal is and knowing that if I do this, I'm going to have this much money. And there were literally times that my cell put gas in the car, my cell made it so I could go buy some groceries, you know, because I made a sale today and it, the check, you know, pay payment came in so I can do those little things. And so it's important to have kind of an understanding of that and to understand kind of the, the curve of business. You know, at the beginning, there's a lot of work that you're not going to get paid for, you know, even like writing our books. It was a lot of time yeah. before we had the book done and you have a system where it's nice because it's fast and we could still have the book in our hands fairly quick. Um, but then you still have to promote it and get it sold. So it's understanding those cycles and understanding, you know, how much time it's going to, to commit and making sure. So whenever I sit down with a new client and, and are coaching them to see, you know, what they're looking for, one of the things I try to do is set proper expectations. You know, you want your income here, but you only want to do this much work. You've got to disconnect. And we want to align your expectations, you know, on what you can do. 
The nice thing about an entrepreneur is you have control of your income, but you have to make sure you put in the time so you can take control of that, you know? Yeah, I know. And I think, Wendy, you touch a really important thing. You kind of like build it up, right? The small little things is what kind of like counts as you build it up. Because it takes, you know, it's like you wanted to run a marathon, a 25 point something miles. But you've never done it before. And then you go on a marathon. Um, this is coming from a good authority who, a client of mine who's a paramedic. On mile two, you would need to be resuscitated because you like didn't practice. So like you kind of like, I love how you do like this time here, 30 minutes at a timer. This is all I need today. And then the next day I'm going to do it again. And then the next day I'm going to do it again. This is what I need to focus on and build it up. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure traditionally, like how you started, because Ben is such a people person, you would literally knock on your door and kind of go to your house. You would literally drive from one place to the other um, to meet people. Um, and now, you know, we've got the convenience of Zoom. So kind of like that's a really important thing and really practical thing to do. Now, Vandy, you showed us your book, Yes, I Can, and it is answered. Vandy is a two times number one financial best-selling author. She's been featured in a magazine. She has, um, uh, she has been featured on the TED platform. Talk us through now as you're in a place, we've got a team, and now you're kind of expanding your team to other countries. Talk us about how important it is or how is it helpful being an authority with books as being a best-selling author and media and all that kind of help to solidify your position and confidence as you take your team to the next level? Well, I mean, I think one thing that we as women entrepreneurs have a lot is that imposter syndrome. You know, you, who are you to do this? Who are you? You know, I even called you. I said, I can't write the book. And you're like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Go do it. Um, because it was, it was that fear factor. But I've switched. Um, so I've switched to being doing more stuff in um, Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is really interesting because you have people from all walks of life. I have been on there with actresses, um, you know, Grant Cardone, Les Browns jumps in, you know, all of these famous people, and you're right there too. And sometimes you're talking to people there. The nice thing when I say, and it's right in my bio, so when somebody's introducing me, they say, okay, Vandy wants to talk. She's a mompreneur. She's a two-time best-selling author. Oh, where'd my camera go? Here go. She's a... <laughs> Um, you know, she's been featured on Ted Ed. Vandy, how did you get on Ted Ed? You know, <laughs> what did you do to do that? You know, how did you get your book published and stuff? Or Vandy, you know, it gives you that instant credibility that you don't have to fight for that recognition. You know, in my business, we, we do a lot with um, a third party credibility, you know, so when I introduce somebody to something, I introduce them to a friend of mine who's going to tell their story or a couple yeah. of friends. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I do that is because I don't want them to just take my word for it. I want them to hear from a variety. And it's mm -hmm. the same. You go to any book on Amazon or any product, we go and read the reviews. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we're listening to a stranger give credibility to that. And 
And so using um, this just gives you that, this is kind of that instant credibility. I can jump onto a stage where I don't know any of these people. They may have never heard me speak, but because it says I'm a two-time best-selling author, I gotta get the camera right, it's backwards here. It keeps throwing me off. <laughs> um, my angle. It says, you know, it gives that credibility that they want to listen to me. I just finished a business boot camp and I did part of it as a, a free service. And then um, the main coach was taking that and using it as a paid service. But because I had some of this credibility, you know, people were listening and asking questions. And so, and it's the same way. And I tell people this too, when you're looking at hiring a business coach, do a free meeting with them because not everything is going to mesh up, you know, do the free consultations so you can do it. You know, I just had someone text me the other day, who's your accountant, you know? And so I sent them the thing. I said, here's the webinar and then do the consultation to see if they mesh with what you're looking for. Because not everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that do the same job, but you want to find the one that fits with your personality and with who you are. Absolutely. And I love what you're mentioning about kind of like, you know, the imposter syndrome. So when you have someone else, a third, a globally trusted, globally trusted organization giving you the credibility or endorsing you, it kind of put the imposter syndrome at its place, right? And also, like you said, now because of the credibility, you have the confidence to speak at Clubhouse, you have, you have the confidence to go on a bootcamp or on joint venture collaboration with someone else because you don't need to justify yourself anymore because Amazon, the media has already done the work for you. So your job, you can focus on your passion and spread your message. Um, so Vanny, what a wonderful conversation we're having here today. So I'm just going to wind down a little bit um, and kind of like focus on what is your biggest advice that you can share for any woman who's listening, because I literally just saw a message <clears throat> from, a, <clears throat> excuse me, from a friend of mine who works in a corporate job. She works from 8 to 10, Vandy. And she's like, because yesterday I had a session with her and um, her, <clears throat> her students. Um, she's like, and I shared about, you know, my, my vision, my freedom. Um, and she's like, you know, your message, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I'm burned out from 8 to 10. Like, I'm like, what? I'm passed out by nine o'clock. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, what's the biggest advice, Vanny, for any woman who wants to go into entrepreneurship or feels like just like you in your bones, everything else, there's got to be something better, but I'm scared. What's, the, what's your biggest advice or what's the first step that I can do? I think the first step would be to start brainstorming. What is your big vision? Like, where do you want your life to be like? And I have a vision board because I want to take my, my business to the next level. I have, you know, I've got a daughter getting ready to go to college. I have a lot of things happening um, in my life. And I have a lot of passions to give back to. Because, so, you know, so I want to take my business to the next level. But find out what you're passionate about. Where, you know, where do you want to be? Because if you don't know where you're going, then you'll never know if you're get, getting there. And find something you're passionate about. You know, I 
you know, I can never sell makeup. I just, I don't love it enough. I'm not that into it. Um, you know, I can never sell candles because most of them, you know, too many scents give me a headache. So you have to find something that fits who you are. You know, when I found something that was changing the world, when I found something that had that third party credibility, because we have 30 peer reviewed published studies by like the American Heart Association and the National Institute of Aging. When I started seeing those kind of studies done, I knew it was a product I could promote. I knew it was something I could would tell people about and a product that I would take forever. Um, that got me excited. And then when I found out I could have a team and help other women, because the average, um, you know, the average side hustle, according to Forbes, only makes $500 a month. And so, and for most people in America, that would change their life. And when I started having people, showing people how to do that, so you wanna make sure you have something you're passionate about. You wanna make sure you have something that is going to pay you the way you need to get paid because there's a lot of great things you can do that you're not gonna make money on. And you wanna make sure you have a team that is going to support you, whether that is hiring a business coach, whether that is connecting with other people um, to lift you up. I love the network marketing industry because you have those place, pieces in place, but not they're not all the same. So you want to do some research. You know, if you have an idea, Go visit with a couple people. I just visited with a, a gal, a worldwide global leader, leader from New Skin about her new product because I always have the doors open to learn because there's maybe, I don't want to switch my business, but I buy a lot of products from different places because there's so much, I am passionate about my health. I am passionate about feeling my best, sleeping better, you know, having more energy and helping others do the same. And so I'm open, you know, I have a very unique product, but it's not the miracle pill. We need a lot of different things to help us, you know? Absolutely. And, and so that like, would be my thing. Find what they're passionate about and find, you know, make sure it'll make you money. Yes. And um, remember at the end of the day, um, you're the brand, you know, you have all these amazing things, but, but at the end of the day, you're the brand because people buy people. So, Vandy, last question of the day. What's one fun thing that you do that people don't know about and you can't say juicing? <laughs> well, one fun thing that people don't know about me. Um, I am also launching a podcast called The Joyful Flakes because we have to find joy every day in our journeys. And I have collected a list of things over the years that have helped me. Because some days it's hard. Some days it's hard to be happy and to find happiness, you know, and don't compare yourselves to others. So, yeah, that would be kind of one fun thing about me, I think, is that, you know, we all struggle and find somebody that inspires you so you can know what they're doing to live their best life. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Vandy, for the conversation. And um, Vandy has like given like practical tips on how any woman can start a, a business um, and, you know, build it foundationally, make it strong, layer it while doing a nine to five job. 
to the point that she has now um, built it up that she could let go her corporate job and now fully into entrepreneurship with her husband. So um, thank you so much, Wendy, for the tips. And I love hearing her stories in her book. Yes, I can. And it is done. I'm going to put the show notes uh, below here after this. So you can go grab a copy of Wendy's book. Thank you, Wendy, so much for your time. Um, this is your host, Dr. Isihar Jamil, to the next episode. Tell yourself, yes, I can. And so it is done. Say bye, Wendy.